Episode number 366, What If, Season 1, Episode 9, What If the Watcher Broke His Oath? Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello, everyone. It's me, Ben, Ben Avery, and this is the Welcome to Level 7 podcast, which means we are going to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And in this episode, we are going to wrap up a season of a show. Every once in a while, we actually do finish a season of a show, and this is one of those times. <laughs> and uh, I'm here with my co-hosts, Samantha and Stuart. How are you doing, you two? Good. Very good. good. And since this is episode 366, if you if you want to listen to our podcast once a day, every day during a leap year, then you get this episode too. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> and there it is. 366 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. So we made an oath to finish a series, a, a season of a series. We did not break our oath. Yeah. Not this time, many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about this in the last episode, but uh, we didn't talk a little bit much about the future of Welcome to Level 7. And that is, once this is done, we're going to jump back into Hawkeye. From there, we're not quite sure what we're going to do. We have until March 30th with Moon Knight coming back. Um, we might try and do some of the Netflix or Runaway stuff that we've Don't. missed. Or we might do... Do you want me do... to tell you what we have? What? Do you, I have the, I have the whiteboard sort of back up. It's not on the wall, but it's next to my desk. I can, I have the list written out here. Yeah. I, I don't know if we need to go over all the things that I, I didn't, okay. I, that I didn't get to. Like, and I, I do have to say, I, I shoulder most of the blame about what we did and did not finish. Um, that is, I, I, I set the tone and I set the, the, the schedule, you know, so when weeks when we didn't do episodes primarily it was because uh, th various reasons but but primarily me so <laughs> but one of the things we were also were thinking about doing and talking about doing would be to do some episodes where we're going back and looking at the um for various reasons looking back at the uh, uh Andrew Garfield amazing Spider-Man movies and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. And, and so we, we've got some ideas about what's going to happen in between now and Moon Knight. But the next episode after this will be Hawkeye episode four. And, and we're going to move through the Hawkeye series. So that's that's our plan. I would like to do a... I, I, I want to do a, a an impression of someone we would meet in the Hawkeye series... But I can't, so I'm not going to. Because it would well, spoil things. A it's a spoiler. It would spoil things, plus it'd be a really bad impression. So let's just not. <laughs> you could always save it for Hawkeye episode six. No, it's not appropriate. <laughs> okay. Here's what is appropriate. Let's talk about what we're doing in this episode. We are doing another. Yes. I, I won't call this a commentary episode, 
but no. it is a group watch <laughs> episode where we are watching this episode of what if what if episode nine uh although when we were talking about doing last episode in this episode we, i kept saying it was nine and ten and that's because originally it was going to be ten episodes but was it really yes one of the episodes wasn't quite done in time and so they pushed it to next season. So what if season two actually has 11 episodes and there's actually a character that's going to show up in this episode who we would have met and spent time with in that episode that didn't get released in this season. So. Oh, okay. So that, that explains insert character here, but yes, yeah, I know yeah. which one you're talking about. Yeah. So uh, if you are going to, if you want to watch along with us, because we do reference what's on the screen, but when we reference it, we do try to describe what we're actually seeing, which, you know, so that if you're not watching with us, it's okay. You know, we're going to keep talking and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But if you do want to watch along with us, now would be the time to stop our podcast, turn on your app, find episode nine of what if season one and fast forward to 33 seconds. The Marvel Studios logo is on a red screen. It's directly in the center. It's staring at you boldly and proudly. And it is saying, we make movies. And, and it's, 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 a, it's a symbol of strength and, and power and, 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 and money. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Let's call it what it is. I had, you know, whenever people talk about, oh, that movie is just a gimmick to make money. I'm just like, that's like every yes. single movie you're ever going to see is a gimmick to make money. The question is, does the gimmick work and does it connect with you? And is it an artistic gimmick? But anytime anyone's trying to sell you anything, it's a gimmick to make money. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Because... If you are an artist, that's one of the things you do. You create art and honestly, an emotional connection with powerful art is a gimmick to make money. So, so, so that person can make more, you know, it, it's, it, you know, I, I say it that way and it sounds like a pretty awful thing, but Hey, let's get started with this gimmick to make money. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. going to say something, <laughs> but. Yeah, let's get on with the episode. Yeah. And our gimmick to make money is we have a Patreon page <laughs> that you could join us on. And, and uh, you know, at any level, you get all of the stuff that we put out. And every episode that we put out these days, we take the raw audio, uh, raw audio and it goes out there on Patreon. It's our gimmick to make money. <laughs> and yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. And now let's start the episode. 33 seconds in. What if the watcher broke his vow? Here we go. I'm pressing play. And we are using the Disney Plus group watch thing. So right now I had hit play and all three of us are seeing the same thing. Marvel Studios presents Jeffrey Wright, Haley Atwell, Lake Yay. Bell, Yay. Frank Grillo, George St. Pierre. Chadwick Boseman, uh, Markle, Michael B. Jordan, Chris Hemsworth, Benedict Cumberbatch, Toby Jones, Toby Jones Tom, Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston, Kurt Russell, Kurt what? Russell. Sam Jackson? <laughs> who? Mick Wingert? What? I don't know who that is. <laughs> they can get they can get Kurt Russell, but uh, when it comes to getting um, 
You know, honestly, I feel like they could have gotten Robert Downey Jr. to come back for this series as Tony Stark. No, I think that was actually an inside joke. Yeah, Mick Mick Winger is Tony Stark. Hey, I did want to talk about another casting thing for this episode. If I can find her, Shuri, I believe it is. Shuri is... I was saying that I I realize that Robert Downey Jr. has retired as the actor for the character, but I feel like he would have come back for this because he doesn't have to work out so much and do stunts. He just shows up and records his voice. I love this episode. I forgot <laughs> yeah, this about this one. episode. Okay, this so is... let's talk about this beginning here then, yeah. Because this is Captain Carter yes. doing the Winter Soldier opening. Yes. And and uh, Frank Grillo, Crossbones, actually says the same lines. And he got a, and he got paid for recording for this episode. Yeah, he got paid. <laughs> yeah. And she's teasing him, or she's teasing him. Black Widow teases him in the in the movie. Black Widow's teasing Carter yeah. here in in this episode about um, Bernard in accounting. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the same opening, and she's fantastic in it. And I, she's quippier than Steve. She's funnier than him. Here's what I want. I want Haley Atwell as Captain Carter in the movies. That's what I want. I want a live action Captain Carter. Hmm. Kevin Feige, if you're listening, make that happen. There is a comic book series coming out from Marvel. I would say if we're playing the game, is it MCU? It is not uh, from everything I understand, but there is a comic book that will give you some more Captain Carter. If you're looking for that. And, Oh, and then she sees the watcher. (laughs) This is where it changes. (laughs) Was Captain Carter in the, uh, look, it's a Dairy Queen Queen that I visited. That's actually on a very, very, very busy street. (laughs) Was Captain Carter in the, in the comics, at any other time before now? Uh, that is a great question, but I don't think so. Oh, so here we have Black Panther, Star-Lord, meeting regular Star-Lord, who's not Star-Lord. He's just Dairy Queen guy. <laughs> is Dairy this Queen the, guy that was getting his soul sucked out by his own father. Is this the last time we hear Chadwick Boseman in the MCU? This is. This is uh, actually the last uh, acting role, apparently, that that he did. Oh, um, if if not exactly the last acting role that he did, it is the, the last one to be released. So chronologically, it may not have been. But uh, this is it right unless here. This is the world yeah, we did um, not see. Uh, yeah. and unless so, we, he's in the Skimora episode. In this, uh, in this Gamora episode? Well, I'm thinking unless in the next season when we get the Gamora episode, he may be in No, there. they've already announced that, the, that this was his last thing here. Oh, okay. Um, That's a bummer. But the Gamora that the Watcher goes and recruits, we have not seen her before, uh, that Gamora. And she is in the, the lost episode that goes into the second season. So that's that's uh, kind of exciting to see, like, where did that come from? Because Tony Stark and Gamora working together, and he's in that rat armor. <laughs> so, yeah. Party Look. Thor. But... Fighting bad guys. Yeah. Now, do you think 
Thor would use Trust the Bro Moving Company? I don't know, because he's uh, very much the bro in this episode. Oh, my goodness. Could not stand that episode. Still don't like that character. I am sorry. I, I, I do know. Like, there's something for everyone. And... Everyone likes. I do appreciate how the watcher picks them up, though. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Yeah. and then they're just here, and here we have. Yeah, Infinite Avengers. Yeah, and speaking of this version of Thor, I mean, just this is Chris Hemsworth. It's his voice. It's Chris Hemsworth trying to be Thor, as as opposed to in the movies where he actually is Thor. So I mean, I'm taking it. I'm taken out of the episode because he's he's being jokey, 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 and not playing Thor. Yeah. So you get to have party Thor, or you get to have fat Thor for the rest of Chris Hemsworth time as Thor. Which one do you mm. have? Well, I I I take out a shape Thor because that's actually the yeah. character that I like, and and party Thor is well, not think- so. <laughs> At the end of Endgame, he was doing a lot better, so I'm hoping that he'll get out of his bunk and, you know, take care of himself. He doesn't need to be in shape and shape, but, you know, just yeah. take care of himself. Yeah. Here's you the don't thing. Want diabetes so, or, or bad heart. So, yeah. So the Watcher okay, gathers <laughs> these people together. And granted, it's a great team. It is a good team. He's talking about how. Uh, you're the guardians of the multiverse instead of the guardians <laughs> of the galaxy. He's talking about how you have the perfect set of skills and uh, you know, you're the right combination of people I need to make this work. And he's got Dr. Strange helping him, you know, but I just feel like why stop at five? Like these other worlds he went to, there are other people <laughs> who are still there, you know? Get a get a why small army of Marvel heroes. Not in here? Yeah, why is Captain Marvel not in here? I'm I thought he would throw her in there too. Well, she might have been killed in all the different universes. I don't I don't know. Hmm. Was there a rule that Stan ever said or anything like that where you had the perfect number of members on a team? Because I feel like five is a pretty like standard members on a team thing. Well, I mean, really, you've got seven here too. I mean, you've got Doctor Strange and and the Watcher as well. But five is a good number, uh, and this is for me, <laughs> where when, when I look at a team, um, and I, when I've created some superhero teams and that kind of thing, I usually go with three or five when I'm looking mm-hmm. at my grouping, and because three gives you a, a nice, you get to play with mind, body, and soul. You know, it's Kirk, mm-hmm. Spock, and McCoy. Um, that's that's a good number. Five gives you a, a well-rounded team as well. Gives you room for the the comic relief. Gives you room for you know the heroic one. And that goes back to the prototype for what became po- Power Rangers with Battle of the Planets for me, which was Gachamon in in Japan, where they had the the five that team of five. You had the hothead, skilled guy. You had the leader. You had the the lazy fat guy you had the girl which back then that was that was the character trait she's the girl um and then you have the yeah. comic relief kid you know and it, it gives you a well-rounded team and, and that's how i structured when i did my book time flies i i structured it after that that group of five so so the on tvtropes.com there is actually a whole page dedicated to the group of five um i i'm not sure if that's the title because it's been a few years since it, i read it it but. might be 
It might be. Yeah. I, I did look at that that page uh, a couple different times a long time ago. Uh, the other thing is, if you take the Watcher out of the equation and you just have the heroes, isn't that the number of Infinity Stones? Six? Six, yes. So, I mean, there's uh, there's reasons, and it works, to have this group of, of characters be a team. I just feel like, hey, let's not stop at team. Let's let's stop at army. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then how would you use the... Uh... Was the is the is the arrow in this one? We did not talk about it in the last episode. <gasps> oh, I am mortified, <sighs> and I am so disappointed in myself. So the arrow, the USB arrow that was in the episode of Hawkeye that we talked about two episodes ago, that's so funny because it's so useless. And if that's the first time you see it, ha ha ha! USB, that's useless. Why would you even? bother with that and then you watch what if and you're like oh oh <laughs> all of his trick arrows have a purpose and they are very useful at the right moments yeah if you watch what if first which is what we did then you're like oh okay here's this usb arrow for me anyway that's kind of a silly arrow but you know fits the story and then the hawkeye series says yes it is silly but it fits the story <laughs> and <laughs> and makes the joke there. And I loved it. Loved it when it showed up like that. So, Which with that episode, it makes me wonder, are we going to see tie-ins to what if with the greater story arc of the MCU? Well, there's one. Well, that's kind of the... Yeah, there's one. So I'm wondering, is that a hint of more? And we, well, and we talked about Doctor Strange or this Dr. Strange mm -hmm. in the, the teaser for Dr. Strange, the multiverse of madness. And yeah, yes. we're still not sure if that is the same Dr. Strange. We're not even sure if in the movie, if that is going to be Dr. Strange, it Let's could just be another be character. That could just be a throwaway shot. It's a, it's that a is trash. like, Hey, by the way, you should probably sign into Disney plus and watch what if the timing yeah. of things mm -hmm. though. I, 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 for me, I feel like I don't, I don't normally have like this kind of positive feelings, but I do for this one. I have a pretty positive feeling about this one, that, that that is the, the same Dr. Strange and that this, what if series was being used to set that character up. Mm. Ben. Well, I'm going to be Eeyore a... here and say, no, it's not him. Ben, do you have a positive feeling? Every once in a while it happens. Aww. I don't normally Aww. know what to do with it, but... Well, embrace it, Ben. Embrace your inner Tigger, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you if you be Tigger, I'll be Eeyore over here. Like, no, it's not going to I mean, happen. we do have to have balance in the Force, so... Yeah. Yes. There always has to be two. <sighs> <laughs> I want a live-action Captain Carter. That would be awesome. So... I am glad what we got though. This is good stuff. And yeah. I I yes. It's a good okay. So uh, as much as I didn't like Brothor, all right? Right. Throbor or whatever. Um <laughs> as much as I didn't like him, the the setup of the previous 8 episodes for this episode 
bringing back the characters, bringing back the callbacks. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of callbacks, uh, there is a creature in that Doctor Strange preview that also looks like the creature from the Doctor Strange episode when he was like calling on the the different mystical creatures and it also looks like the one from the the captain carter episode Hmm. Mm -hmm. so just just putting it out there that i do think this what if series has a lot more tie-ins to the live action stuff than than we might realize right now as long as I guess. Did guess. you see Brothor jumping into that portal like a bro? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So okay, we're we're not even talking about the episode really. We got the battle going on, at, but here ah oh, zombie Wanda zombie Wanda, and and that's up until this point that was the one episode that hadn't gotten its its uh, spotlight from the Watcher. You know, like the yeah, but there it is and. As you know, this battle here, then I appreciate the world building that they've done, the character introduction. Every one of these characters had an introduction, except for Gamora. Here's Black Widow now. And from from the last episode. But this battle using Doctor Strange to magically armor them up. uh, This is good stuff going on here. This is good storytelling and they laid groundwork. Even if I didn't appreciate every episode uh, as much as I could have, they they did some good stuff here. Here's what I don't get in this scene. So Black Widow doesn't trust them and they say, we're here to destroy Ultron. And she's like, prove it. And I'm like, does she have any reason not to believe them? Because there are other human beings who are definitely not Ultron. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think everybody just doesn't, if I were Natasha Romanoff, I would be suspect of anything and everything. (laughs) Oh, look, football with the um, soul gem. Yeah. (laughs) Like at the end of Endgame with a football with the uh, gauntlet. Yeah, or... uh... (laughs) Like the beginning of Flash Gordon. I don't know. Do you guys remember that movie? Where there's literally oh, the football movie. game going on because he's a football yeah. player. And... <laughs> or like in Robin Hood when they steal the golden arrow <laughs> and they play the Wisconsin fight song while running downfield. And then Lady Cluck turns into a chicken. or well, is a chicken. And then she kind of turns into the football at one point. Yeah. It's a great movie, Stuart. I am not going to lie. I love that movie so much. That's possibly the the most ridiculous part of the movie, but it doesn't matter because it's just delightful. The whole thing. It. it and that movie. I am not kidding. When it, it has the most whistleable song in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I love that movie. I apparently, when I was a young wee lad, did a, a, a play of it in the backyard of my aunt's house. Oh, I, of course, played Robin Hood. <laughs> hey, so the choreography of the fight 
is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Here. And, and oh, the yeah. scene that just happened was the one where you just are watching the gemstone as the fight's going on around it. And there's just such, again, I can say what I will about different things and I do, but this is well-made, beautifully made animation and the the storyboarding uh, there's some good there's some really good storytelling going on here so my yeah. question about could this be served could this be done in live action and the answer is no because you don't get the artwork that you get in some of those some of these shots like this one right here where the light is sort of giving two different doctor stranges you don't you couldn't do that in live action and if you did it would look like speed racer and i love speed racer the movie because it tried to make tried to take the the animation and turn it to live action and it's not a lot of people diss it for that but it's good yeah yeah i that's it's a fantastic movie by the way speed racer yes yeah. uh <laughs> speed racer is toy box storytelling where i feel like you actually could be sitting down and watching a kid play with their cars and then you add special effects to it as the cars are like jumping off the couch and Mm -hmm. doing flips and everything like that um i've got a train here so i'm gonna stop talking so you guys can talk while the the train whistle goes (laughs) uh well i I can't really cut that out Uh, no no (laughs) never mind we're just gonna let the train go by but oh and And here's 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 the the camera Here's the camera shot. The camera shot's going Avengers. around the cast as they are standing there getting ready to do the, f- not the, quite the final The hero scene. things. Yeah. 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 The hero things. And, and that's a good callback too, to the first Avengers movie. Yeah. And, but this is where as, as competent as they were and as good as they were in their battle, you got to have that, that moment where all hope is lost. Right. And, and yeah. this is pretty much that moment here. All hope is lost. What are we going to do? We can't destroy the gems. Because they're from a different universe. Yeah. But oh, what do we have from this universe? Them. Yeah, because uh, the gems, they, they say that the gem crusher was, uh, was would be able to crush the gems, but only in Gamora's universe, not not the gems from another universe. And then you have this moment here where, again, like the the magic's getting stripped away. I mean, this is good storytelling here. And this is dramatic Mm -hmm. storytelling. And, you know, all hope is lost. It pushes them to that final, final moment. But then the (gasps) USB USB arrow. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, it was in this episode. And this is the episode we should have talked about it. Yes, we're going to go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was in the last episode quite a bit, but when they, yeah. You know what I love about this is that they bring in this high tech from a completely different planet, from a completely different universe to destroy the stones. It does not work because the stones are from a different universe, but Zola's from the same universe. And that simple little thing is, is his Achilles heel. I love it when there's a simple solution to a very complex problem in a in a story. Here's my problem with this USB arrow. 
How many times have you tried to plug something in on a USB drive and you plug it in and then you flip it over and you plug it in and then you flip it back over and you plug it in and it finally works every single time. And so this is where I have a problem with it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll give you that. But I also, this is breakdown for this episode for me is this moment here where she makes that impossible shot the shot works if nothing moves (laughs) but it also requires captain carter to move the head so there the target just moved and she still hits the target perfectly well that's because she's natasha romanoff no i just i super Sinking the group. Secrets, you know, spy, Russian spy. It's, it's too much for me. This that, that moment breaks down so much for me. I'm able to accept so much. Magic, I'm able to accept Hawkeye falling off buildings mostly. <laughs> but this is a step too far. That shot, a step too far. So wait, <laughs> I think I forgot the end of this. Yeah, Arnim Zola is is the the solution. That's not a good solution. No, no. it's not. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, if you want things to take him, that this is what took me out of this episode was Zola would just continue doing what Ultron was doing. Uh, I don't know I don't about know that the... I, because he would have a different motivation behind it, so he might stop True. when he's more comfortable. You know, like yeah, take over he someplace. Might stop- have comfort and then yeah <laughs> that hurt yeah yeah so that again though look at this artwork i mean wouldn't you want that on your wall not that zola's not dead because if you remember there's also a sent up a century that has zola's memories in it and i don't think we did that one die in the last episode i wasn't paying attention I don't think it died in the last episode. So, I mean, the character can come back. Yeah, because doesn't it come back right now with a bad Black Panther? Uh, 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 Killmonger? Yeah. Isn't that what's Uh, that's what's happening at this moment? Killmonger is taking over the stones and he only has five there. Where's the sixth one? Great moment, though. Cause, yeah, because Ultron had the the sixth one on his forehead. But I only count five on Killmonger. I love the idea that T'Challa would use it for good. Not T'Challa. Killmonger would use it for good. Quote, unquote. Yeah, it will at least it's like the it's like in Lord of the Rings, right? Where uh Bilbo wants to give Gandalf the ring and, and Gandalf says, I can't take it. I would use it for good. And that's the difference though. So the moment with Black Widow that I have an issue with, it is beautiful. It's it's a storyboarded moment a storyboarded moment that, that it's it's beautiful moment. It looks great, but it's not great. Here, 
this climax, I I love this moment here, and and as much as the Arnim Zola thing is a, it, yeah, it's problematic because he's evil, but at the same time, like, yeah, these stones, they're they're going to corrupt, and you're, yeah, once the battle was done, what were they going to do? You know, you have this group of people, and they have to decide what to do with it. Yeah, they need to throw it into Mount Doom, obviously. But we were never meant. What to needs win. to happen is all the stones need to go into somebody's desk drawer at the TVA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy to think about, <laughs> like how many stones there might be <laughs> out there in the multiverse. That this only happened once. I heard though that the it's like there's a lot of other stones, but that the Soul Stone, there's not very many of them. Which kind of makes sense, right? So if you do end up going to Vormir, is that the name of that planet? Yeah, I think you're if you right. Do, if you do end up going to that planet, if you find that planet, go there, make the sacrifice, the odds of that happening are a lot lower mm-hmm. than you stumbling across some Eye of Agamotto. Uh, so this ending, though, where they imprison them... Yeah. In this tiny pocket universe. Again. Oh. There's so much. I I feel like there's just so much thoughtful storytelling going on here that as much as there's things where I'm like, eh, not for me. um, You really got to appreciate how they they worked it all together and put it all together. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if that is actually the um, bad evil Doctor Strange from the uh, 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 trailer that we saw. Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. We shall see. And if it is, and if it is, is he holding this pocket dimension with a bad Ultron and a Killmonger? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then this is the, you know, the epilogue here and there's some nice stuff going on here as they're going back, you know, Watcher's not going to change anything except for this moment here. She's earned her happy ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Captain Carter. But Black Widow is what I'm talking about. Where Captain Carter goes back to her place. And yeah, okay, this is good. You need to go back, Captain Carter, because there might be a Steve Rogers in armor waiting for you. But uh, Black Widow, where is she going to go? Is she going to go back to her home? Where there's nobody. And what is left is not much. I mean, she could probably, if she went back, make herself comfortable, but there would be no purpose. To me, though, this is the more meaningful breaking of the vow. When Watcher breaks his vow and asks for help and goes and, and gets all these people, that is to save the multiverse. That is to save his job. He goes against his job to save his job and he's not going to fix these other worlds and all the things that happened to them because of Ultron, but he will break his vow by letting her go somewhere else, somewhere that doesn't have a black widow and needs one. Yeah. There it is. 
And, you know, at, at least she has friends here. I mean, it's still a world filled with chaos, but she would have friends. She would have purpose. <laughs> she would have family. It's a mess. Thank you, she says. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how we get uh, Scarlett Johansson <laughs> to come back into the proper MCU timeline. Not the proper, but the MCU timeline. I thought you were dead. Same. Oh, that is so significant for the whole MCU. Here's the thing about that. And and this is a legitimate problem. And that is the lack of consequences. Mm-hmm. Storytelling consequences, yeah. that is. Anyone that gets killed off, they can just pull back from any, any universe they want to. You know, like it. And this is my concern about multiverse and time travel. Is that you do you have to create consequences that can go beyond the multiverse and go beyond the the time travel and the stories have to get bigger and more difficult to deal with. And so yeah, this episode right here, in that universe, they lost their black widow. She was murdered and and now they have one back again. And so like what you were just saying, Stuart, I don't want them to do. I want the prime timeline to stick with the consequences that it had. Hawkeye has mourned and grieved. And that's good character development. You know, so so as much as I think that could happen, I don't think it will happen because I think Kevin Feige and. um, And crew are better storytellers than that. That's what you hope, but then they you just got to watch for what they're going to do, and we'll see. I mean, we could have the same conversation in 20 years and see where we are, yeah. right? But yeah. um, I think I, – I don't think we will be doing – I don't think we'll have that situation. And Oh, what do we have here? <laughs> the armor that I was talking <laughs> about, yeah. The Hydra Stomper. Yeah, and there's someone inside. Stuart, did you ever have Stompers when you were a kid? I, stompers yeah. were little three inch cars. So they're bigger than like a hot wheel car for sure. And they were battery powered and you just turned it on and they just went and they had like these tires that had uh, grooves on them, like gears and they could like go over obstacles and stuff like that. I loved it. They just went straight. They weren't radio controlled. You just turn it on. It just goes straight. Hmm. Never heard of those. My, me neither. That sounds like something my brothers would have gotten for Christmas. I mean, we're talking like 1982, 83, around in there. So, Hey, there was, there was one casting thing I wanted to mention, though, that we didn't mm-hmm. get to talk about. And that is who played Shuri in these What If episodes. We didn't talk about it for Killmonger episode or this episode here. Ozioma Akuga. Akaga. I'm not sure how you'd say her name because I've never heard it. I'm only reading it. But she plays Shuri. She also played Bumblebee in Teen Titans Go, which I love that show. And she played Tamar in Runaways, which is, um, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Darius's wife in in Runaways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember her. I, I mean, a pretty significant, important character. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So I think if we get to season three, because I have seen that entire season, but I can barely remember it, but, um, which is not a good thing. I think her character has more story in season three, so we may see her again. Well, she gets, I mean, for a, for not a main cast character, she has quite a bit of story going on. And, yeah. and there's emotional storytelling going on there where she's dealing with Darius. She's dealing with all the different stuff that's going on around them and what's going on with the family um, as they're tied into the Wilder family. But yeah, yeah. So that is this episode of What If. And I think this is the time where we say, <laughs> did we miss anything? Did you want to talk about anything we didn't talk about? Yes, uh, no, maybe so. <laughs> I want a live-action Captain Carter. Mm. That sounds like a good last and word, Stuart. That, I am. I have said it. And you know what? We should have seen this twist coming with Killmonger. Was it like, twist evil guy? What's that phrase? I'm not sure. It's become a trope in the Disney animated movies. Like the twist, vi- twist villain. That's the word. We don't talk about Disney animated movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. It fits the character too, though, because he is someone who, yeah, he did evil things, but it was motivated by, uh, really a good intentions. Yeah, good intentions. Yeah. I hear the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, they'd be do they would do better to to pave it with uh concrete or asphalt, asphalt. but you know. yeah. Yeah, but you know what it also takes you to your own little pocket universe. <laughs> if Doctor true. Strange has anything to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. So what I do hear about season 2 is that there will be some I think sequels to these characters. I think some of these characters we'll see again. I'm not going to say which ones I've heard about other than to say um yeah, that's not the last we're going to see of these characters. So I'm, and I'm that curious. Makes sense. And I'm, I'm excited. That makes sense. I mean, because part of what uh, these what-if shows are banking on or, or profiting from is our uh, knowledge of the characters and, and deep knowledge of the characters. So, yeah, another version of Steve would be interesting. But at what expense? We've already had Zombie Steve. We have Hydra Somper Steve. So what's the, you know, what's the expense? I I don't know. Hmm. Captain America meeting Captain Carter. That would be interesting. Like just regular Captain America. I bet they hate each other. (laughs) Mm, Terribly. Yeah. All right. Well, final words then. Stu? I want a live-action Captain Carter! <laughs> and, and somehow I, I I wasn't surprised that you said that, so... it's <laughs> good. Uh, Samantha, final word? I would like to thank our Patreon patrons, Jeffrey, Tazzle, Blessed Cheesemaker, 084, Julie, and Andrew. Thank you all so very much. And I would also like to say thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us. And thank you for um, 
supporting the podcast. If you, uh, we would love it if you could leave a positive review on the podcatcher that you use. Uh, that'd be wonderful for us, but you know what? It's okay if you don't. That's, you know, I, I'm not going to ask that that much of you. <laughs> All I ask is if you listen, have fun listening. That's, that's, that's really what I want to ask you to do. But if you have fun listening and you, you're so inclined, please leave us a, a positive review. And until next time, all I want to say is time, space, reality. It's more than a linear path. It's a prism of endless possibility where a single choice can branch out into infinite realities, creating alternate worlds from the ones you know. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question, what if? Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard from us, now we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us voicemail by calling one seven seven five five level 7 That's one seven seven five 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 three eight three five seven, Or send us an email to studioavery at gmail.com. You can also go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback and leave us a message there. Or join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash welcometolevel7. The 7 is spelled out. And don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Welcome to Level 7, the 7 is spelled out, and become a Patreon supporter there. Once again, thanks so much for listening, and Godspeed. We didn't tease what we we're going to talk about for the post credit, but uh, we are talking about something that you can kind of play though. Is it MCU game with? And the answer is yes, until it's not. That is what is that? Well, I would discovered on Marvel Unlimited on December twelfth. I happened to open it up, and the that is the app for Marvel Comics, which I. Uh, I'm currently subscribed to, and they had a new thing called Eternals, the 500 year war. And it's what they call an infinity comic, which means it's not broken up by pages. You just continuously scroll down until you get to the end of the story it is a five issue. I believe it might be seven issues. It's seven issues long and it is a, tie-in comic to the Eternals movie and it's basically telling the story of what they call the 500 year war which is really just a battle every couple hundred years <laughs> with one of the deviants and so my review of this is hey if you want more Eternals then definitely read it but you have to have Marvel Unlimited in order to read it I don't think they ever print these Infinity comics I know they did one for Jessica Jones. I'm not sure if that ever got printed. I also don't think they put them on um, Comixology, so I think you have to get yeah, the Marvel Unlimited. And it just 
it was good. There was some very, very good art that they outsourced to a lot of different people from what they said was international grouping of, of artists. And it's true. Uh, some of these artists are from Japan, from South America, different places. The artwork is in some, in some cases I'll say glorious, even like there's just some beautiful monsters fighting and, and, and things like that. But all things considered when we were saying, Hey, wouldn't it be great if we had an eternal series on Disney plus instead of a movie so we could actually get to know the characters and spend more time with these characters instead of just a short amount of time with characters that we liked and then they get killed or whatever. I would have appreciated that. This doesn't quite scratch the itch. It's not quite enough to scratch the itch. And it really is. uh, Honestly, it reminded me of the old GI Joe miniseries. So before the GI Joe cartoon series started episodically daily, they did two miniseries that were on syndication over the course of five days. And one of them was the, the weather controller. And in the first episode, Cobra destroys the weather controller. It breaks into three different pieces. One piece goes over here. One piece goes over there. One piece goes over there. The next episode, GI Joe and Cobra are both going after this piece. And then they go after the next piece. And then they go after the next piece. And then in the fifth episode, Cobra puts it back together and tries to use it. And GI Joe has to do, put together all their strength to, to take it. It's kind of what this feels like is first issue introduces the problem and then the middle five issues are them going out and fighting one monster at a time and it's kind of following one character at a time or two characters and then you get to the last episode last issue and it's all the monsters and all the team and it's just in different periods of history and in different locations around the world so is it great no is it worth reading it's harmless and it's short. And if you like the movie, go for it. But that is the Eternals, the 500 year war infinity comic. Is it MCU? It certainly is promoted as such. And it actually says Marvel studios on the, the cover images that they give. So, hmm. but it doesn't say Marvel cinematic universe. No, I'm going to say it is. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's it's the Marvel Studios logo. Actually, the one that we, we uh, paused on at 33 seconds in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think Which the, is also the, the co- same one we see in the beginning of Venom. Do we? I didn't remember. There is, a, yeah. there is not the MCU one, but there is a Marvel Studios tag. Well, I think Venom is it is MCU, MCU now. Actually. So, yeah. Are we done? We are done. I want to show you guys something. Uh, okay. Should I stop recording? Okay. Well, should we say give our salutations first? Well, it's it's, it's the post credit, so yeah. Okay. I'm gonna stop recording. Thank you everyone for listening. I'm not sure what Stuart's gonna show us, but here we go. Oh, it's Zombie Captain Pop America. Yep. Ah. Funko Pop. A friend of mine. Funko um. Pop. He, he had he recently had a baby and so we uh i was helping out and so he surprised me he's like hey, i've got a christmas present for you and so we've also also got a little keychain of zombie cap so cool yeah <laughs> um and i thought that was cool 